Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. When you are hosting these resident appreciation parties, it will result in higher occupancy, less turnover, less bad debt, better and more high quality leads and residents, which overall equates to a higher net operating income. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion SmartMove, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com, 
or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndications. As always, I am your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two podcast episodes, as well as we also release these in video form as well, that are part of a larger series that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for all of these series, we offer a document, a PowerPoint presentation, an Excel spreadsheet, some sort of a resource for you to download for free that accompanies the overall series that we are discussing. All of these episodes, videos, all of the free documents can be found at syndicationschool.com. This episode is going to be part eight of a series entitled How to Asset Manage a Newly Acquired Apartment Syndication Deal. So you've closed on the deal and now you've taken over management and are in the process of implementing your business plan and we are discussing exactly how to do so successfully. So if you haven't done so already, I highly recommend listening to parts one through seven because everything that we will discuss today is a continuation of what we discussed in the past. So as a refresher or to let you know what you're going to learn in those episodes, in parts one and three, we introduced the 10 asset management duties that you as an asset manager are responsible for once you've taken over management at the property. In part four, we went into more detail on one of those duties, which was how to maintain economic occupancy, which is the rates of paying residents. And in that episode, we discussed 19 proven ways to market your rental listings. In part five and six, we focused on the duty of managing the property management company. So in part five, we talked about how to do that. And in part six, we talked about how to part ways, how to fire a management company when things aren't working out. And then in the most recent syndication school episode, part seven, we went into even more detail on how to maintain that economic occupancy. And we went into detail on seven ways to attract high quality residents to your apartment community. Now, one of those seven ways to attract high quality residents was to host resident appreciation parties. So that is going to be the focus of this part. I actually have a list here of 57, (laughs) that's right, 57 different resident appreciation event ideas to not only attract high quality residents, but to actually keep them at your apartment community. So obviously, since there's a lot I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on these, so I'm going to start off by just talking about resident appreciation parties in general, some of the best practices for putting these on, and then we're going to quickly go through the list of 57. When I go through the list of 57, this by the name alone, they'll be pretty obvious what you are supposed to do, but I'll go into detail on some of them that I think are interesting and unique. So you as an apartment syndicator, as an apartment owner, as an asset manager, will will greatly benefit from hosting resident appreciation parties. 
obviously, the first and foremost benefit is going to be you fostering a community at your apartment community, hence the name apartment community. So when you are hosting these resident appreciation parties, it will give your residents a chance to engage with the community. It'll give them a chance to engage with their neighbors and get to know them better and meet like-minded people, hopefully. It will allow them an opportunity to engage with the management staff, right? So the leasing agents, the on-site manager, you if you show up, which allows them to know you better and like you better and trust you better and respect you better. And it's overall form relationships with other neighbors, with the management, which are deeper than just, hey, how's it going? How's your day going? Oh, it's great. How's the weather? You know, just knowing each other on a more deeper personal level. And as a result, if your residents know each other and your staff on a more personal level, then they're more likely to stay at your property longer. They're more likely to treat the apartment unit and the community as if it were their own and with more respect. They're more likely to be courteous to their neighbors and to the staff. And overall, they're more likely to pay their rent on time as opposed to them not knowing who the managers are, who the leasing agents are, even who their neighbors are, and just going to work and coming home and hiding out in their units all day. Another advantage, and I've talked about this in the previous syndication school episode about how to attract high quality residents, so the last syndication school episode, and that is that it motivates your residents to leave reviews, which is great for the online reputation of your company, which is going to be one of the first things someone sees when they're searching for a rental unit and they come across your apartment building. And as a reminder, over 80% of people search for their rentals online. So if you don't have a strong rating for your apartment community, then don't expect to convert that 80% to live in your apartments. So overall, when you are hosting these resident appreciation parties, it will result in higher occupancy, less turnover, less bad debt, better and more high quality leads and residents, which overall equates to a higher net operating income. A few more things about hosting resident appreciation parties. Number one is that you're going to want to make sure you are accounting for this in your marketing budget. So Generally, when you are determining what your advertising budget is going to be when you're underwriting, you will base it off of what the previous owner is spending and or the market per unit per year rate. However, if you plan on hosting an appreciation party each month and the current owner or the market rate does not include that, then make sure you add that cost to the expense. And you can determine how much this is going to cost by having a conversation with your management company. On that note, the second thing I wanted to say is make sure that your property management company is on board with these resident appreciation parties. You don't want to be the person that has to go to the property every single month to put these on. You don't want to have to be the person that decorates everything, that buys all the materials, that sends out all the marketing information to let residents know what's happening. You don't have time for that. That's not something that you want to be focusing on. Instead, you want your management company to do that. So once your 
in the process of bringing on a management company, that might be a, a question you want to introduce. And then once you've hired them and have the deal in a contract, give them more specifics. Like, like, hey, here's my 12-month resident appreciation plan. Assuming I'm closing on a property in August. In September, we want to do this. In October, we want to do this. November, this, blah, 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 blah. And then have them set it all up for you. And if they don't do that, then consider finding a property management company or consider bringing on a person who focuses on that and you know, a contract or a consultant or something. And the last thing I wanted to mention before I go into our list is that the type of resident appreciation party that you want to host is going to be based off of your renter demographic, right? So if you are investing in a A-class luxury apartment, then the type of resident appreciation party you're going to want to host is going to be different than if you own a C-class property in a working class neighborhood. So when you're brainstorming ideas or when you're listening to the list I'm about to go over, make sure you're keeping that in mind and using common sense. So you might not want to host a wine night or something if you're in a working class neighborhood. Okay, just kind of use common sense when you're hosting these and make sure that they actually align and are something that your resident would be interested in. I guess another example would be if you're owning an apartment that is full of professionals who all work, you're probably not going to want to host some sort of costume party for kids because they don't have kids. So just be smart about it. So with that all being said, let's go over the list. So these are 57 resident appreciation party ideas. So these first five I'm going to go into in more details because... They are very unique and interesting, and they were from a, a podcast that Joe did with Bruce. It's episode 1274 if you want to get more details. Bruce Peterson. Number one is going to be do a food drive. So ask residents to drop off non-perishable food and take these items to a local food pantry. And at the conclusion of this food drive, you can host a party for all of the residents who contributed to the food drive and enter their names into a raffle. When they're receiving some sort of gift card, or you can get even more fancy, and you can, the person who wins, if you're hosting this food drive around Thanksgiving or Christmas, which is usually when food drives are hosted, you can offer the winner a free Christmas dinner, or a free Thanksgiving dinner, or a turkey or something. Number two is a toy drive. So similar to the food drive, ask residents to drop off toys instead. Most likely this will be around Christmas time and you want to find some sort of local partner who does toy drives like Toys for Tots is a perfect example. And then similarly have a party at the end of the toy drive and the winner receives Christmas dinner. Number three, this is kind of funny, a garden gnome competition. So again, this comes from Bruce Peterson, episode 1274. And what he does is he buys a garden gnome (laughs) and he hides it on the property somewhere. And then there is a competition amongst the residents to find the gnome and when they find the gnome they're supposed to take a selfie with the gnome and then post it to their personal facebook and then tag or mention the apartment's facebook page and if they go through that entire process they'll be entered into a raffle where if selected they will win a gift card i put a funny spin on the strategy that in addition to the gift card the person who wins should also get the garden gnome as well like so each year everyone's got a garden gnome after 100 years everyone's got a gnome right Number four is a yappy hour. So not a happy hour, but a yappy hour. And for this, an idea that would work at a property that allows pets. So for Bruce, he has a dog washing station at one of his apartments. 
So for the Yappy Hour event, all of the residents can bring their dogs to the dog washing station and get a free wash. They also get a token that allows them to redeem another free wash in the future. And then they also have a raffle for all those who attend and they give away pet gifts like doggy beds, treats, toys, food, water, beds, things like that. So if you offer pets or if you allow pets at your community, you can do the same thing. If you don't have a dog washing station, you can just do something like set up a bunch of water bowls or maybe host it at your dog park and just let the owners and the pets socialize and then have that raffle. The last one I'll go into detail on is a school supply giveaway. So this is the third strategy that we learned from Bruce, again, 1274. So each year, Bruce contacts the local elementary school and middle school and obtains their school supply list for every grade. So kindergarten through eighth grade. And then he will purchase those school supplies for every single child at his property. So once he buys all the supplies, he will bring all of them to a vacant unit. And he will put all of the school supplies into a backpack. And then all of the residents and their children come to the vacant unit. Bruce also buys some pizzas to give away when people show up. So people get pizza, they get their backpack full of their school supplies for the year, and then they go on their way. Now because of this particular strategy right here, Bruce actually won the national and local level rental owner of the year award for two years in a row. So that was a a very powerful strategy and I'm sure the residents really appreciate that at the property. So those are five unique, interesting, more in-depth ideas. But again, the entire idea behind this is to foster a community. And I can't think of any other way to foster a community than something around giving. So either residents giving or you as the apartment owner giving back to them. Alrighty, so Moving on, these next ones are going to be holiday themed. So 6 through 24 are going to be holiday themed ideas. So a really great way to come up with an idea or to have an excuse to host a party is around a holiday. So for Valentine's Day, you can host a Valentine's Day card making event. Or you can host a speed dating event at your clubhouse. That's one strategy. 8, 9, and 10. 8, this is for Mother's Day, so... You can have a flowers for mom. So you can have free flowers in your clubhouse to give away that residents can pick up and give away to their mothers. You can do a Mother's Day card making station in your clubhouse. And or you can do a number 10, which is a gift wrapping station. So have a station in the clubhouse where people can wrap up gifts for their moms. Next category are 4th of July. So number 11 would be to have a 4th of July barbecue. So you can have a pool party if you don't have a pool just a party out in a grassy area where you have a barbecue with hot dogs burgers chips i guess hot dogs and burgers aren't technically barbecue but you get the idea (laughs) chips and drinks for free and then number 12 would be to do a fireworks viewing or actually do fireworks at your apartment for this strategy make sure you look into the local laws make sure you're actually allowed to fire off your own fireworks If not, you find the best location at your property for viewing and set up a station there. Maybe give away glow sticks and 
all the other stuff that kids like to run around with during the fireworks. Next category is going to be Halloween. So 13 is to have a costume competition. So host a costume party and then everyone votes on the best costume with the winner receiving some sort of Halloween themed gift. 14 is going to be having a pumpkin carving party in the clubhouse. Similar to the costume party, you can have everyone vote on the best jack-o'-lantern and the winner receives some sort of Halloween themed gift. Something else you could do, 15, is have a caramel apple bar. So just set up a station in the clubhouse where people can come in and dip their apples in caramel and, I guess, enjoy a nice caramel apple. And 16 is going to be a trick-or-treating. So you can have a trick-or-treating at the actual apartment, so door-to-door, or you can do trunk-or-treating. So that would be people have their cars in the parking lot, and so everyone you can have everyone pull into the same parking lot, and people can go around car-to-car and collect their candy. And then the final holiday-themed category is going to be Christmas. This is one of the most, because Christmas is usually one of the most popular holidays, and most people are off of work for an extended period of time. So it's a really good time to host multiple parties, or at least one big party. Number 17 is a gift wrapping station. Pretty self-explanatory. 18, a gingerbread house competition. 19, pictures with Santa. So you or someone else dresses up as Santa, and children can take pictures with Santa. You can do a cookie frosting station. You can have a a cookies and hot cocoa party. You can have an ugly sweater party. And you can have a movie night where you watch the Christmas movie. Or you can do a white elephant gift exchange in the clubhouse. This next category I deemed as free food ideas because everyone loves free food. So a really good way to get people to show up to an event is to give away something for free. Whether it be a raffle or competition or something as simple as just free food. So I know one of the ones that Joe and his company host every month is called Breakfast on the Go. So they'll purchase like portable breakfast foods like burritos and juice boxes or little bottles of apple juice or orange juice. And then they will give those away at the actual gate or wherever all the residents leave for the day. So hence it being called Breakfast on the Go. You could also pack a brown bag full of non-portable foods like bagels and cream cheese Or you can hand out lunches to kids. You can hand out muffins. But essentially just some sort of food on the go for residents at the gate. 26 is a Sip and Sweet Mondays or Sip and Sweet Fridays where you set up a coffee and donut station in the clubhouse. Number 27 is wine tasting. So have wine tasting with some cheeses in the clubhouse. 18 is take and bake pizza parties. So set up a pizza making station in the clubhouse where all the residents can make their pizzas and then bring them home to actually bake them. 29 is popsicle by the pool or pops by the pool where you hand out popsicles on a hot day at the pool. Or I can't remember what those are called with those, uh, I guess they're called popsicles. <laughs> 30 is snow cones in the shade. So similarly hand out snow cones on a hot day at the pool. 31 is Sunday, Sunday. So instead of an ice cream Sunday making station in the clubhouse. 32 is Taco Tuesday, taco station in the clubhouse. And then 33 is pancakes and pajamas. So on a Saturday or Sunday morning, have a bunch of pancakes to give away at the clubhouse and ask people to show up in their pajamas. So it's not just pancakes, it's pancakes and pajamas. Next category is parties for children. So 34 is a back-to-school party for children. So the weekend before their school starts, host some sort of party for the kids. 
They're Friday, frozen yogurt in the clubhouse. Egg hunt, so you can do an Easter egg hunt on Easter Sunday. Back to school bingo bash as a back to school party, or instead of back to school party, that weekend before everyone goes back to school, invite everyone to the clubhouse and everyone plays bingo. We've got 38 teddy bear picnic, so picnic for the kids and they can bring their favorite stuffed animal. 39 game night, so have the kids bring their favorite games to the clubhouse for a game night. 40 Legos and Egos. So serve waffles at the clubhouse and have some Legos for the kids to play with. There's a water balloon war. Pretty self-explanatory. Astronomy night. So you'd invite an astronomer from a nearby observatory or university to your property. Ask them to bring a portable telescope and invite kids to gaze at the night sky. 43 is arts and craft. Pretty self-explanatory. 44 is a chalk party. So have a bunch of chalk available on the large open spaces of a sidewalk or of a parking lot and let kids draw and you can maybe have a hopscotch competition with prizes. 45 is a superhero party, so kids can dress up as their favorite superhero and come to the clubhouse. There's a princess party, so kids can dress up as their favorite princesses and you can have a small fashion show for them. 47 is a pajama party, so they come dressed up to the clubhouse in their PJs at night or in the morning, probably at night, and then you can offer popcorn, s'mores, and do a movie or a game night. And then lastly is a cupcake decorating. So I have a cupcake decorating station in the clubhouse. Second to last category is going to be competitions with prizes. So we've got a trivia night, a game night, a chili cook-off, and a poker night. So for all of those, trivia, game, chili, cook-off, poker night, it's a competition. And then at the competition, the winner can receive a gift card or some type of gift that's themed with the competition. Then if you want to take it to an extra level, you can have like a trophy that goes around every single year. So the person that wins the chili cook-off, for example, gets to keep the trophy for the year. And then the next year, someone else gets it. And then lastly, this is kind of a miscellaneous other things that you can do, other ideas, uh, resident appreciation parties. 53, clean out your closet. So host a community-wide closet cleaning event where you ask residents to collect gently used clothing that they no longer wear, and then they can drop it off at the clubhouse, or you can have an event where everyone kind of brings it together, and they box everything up so that you can donate it to a clothing store or Goodwill, and then at this event, you can have a raffle for everyone who donated. 54 is a yard sale. So you can host a yard sale in the parking lot of the clubhouse where residents can all come and maybe you have some tables set up and they can all come and sell and buy stuff from other residents. 55 is a pool party. Pretty self-explanatory. 56, you can host fitness classes. So depending on the property, if you just have a gym, it might be a little bit more difficult. But if there's some sort of open area outside, you can do yoga or Zumba or Pilates. You can even try to partner up with a local fitness center so you can host your fitness classes there or you can do things like run club hiking club or bike club and then lastly nacho average tailgate (laughs) i really enjoy this one nacho average tailgate set up a nacho making station in the clubhouse on a game day so this is during football season so i got most of these ideas either through what joe does at his properties or from a website called apartmentlife.org 
So this is a pretty exhaustive list. If you can't pull something off of this list to create a plan for 12 months, then I guess you can go to apartmentlife.org and find some more ideas. But again, the entire idea behind these events is to foster a community at your apartment in order to retain residents and get more residents who want to live in your community. Get people talking about it, get more reviews, which overall helps you and your investors make more money. So that concludes this episode, part eight, where we talked about 57 resident appreciation ideas to attract and retain high quality residents at your apartment community. Next week should conclude this series about how to asset manage a newly acquired apartment deal. So next week, we're going to talk about investor distribution. So some frequently asked questions you likely have about how distributions to your investors work. And then we're also going to talk about how to secure a supplemental loan on a property. And so we'll talk about what that means, how to do it, and why it's beneficial. Until then, I recommend listening to parts one through seven, checking out some of the other syndication school series about the how-tos of apartment syndication, Check out the free documents we have for those series and come back next week so that we can conclude this series. And then the series after this one will be about how to conclude your first apartment syndication business plan with a sale. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we will talk to you soon. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net.